You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode, The Engineer. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Woo! What's going on, Mike? Good to be back. And hey, as of this recording, it is only a week away from, I guess, a new era in, in Star Wars with The uh, the Mandalorian. I mean, uh, I can't be more excited, I don't think, you know? Super pumped. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, like plus this we got is, a new, it's uh, crazy. Plus, we got a new well, not a new trailer, but we got a uh, another trailer that added a few extra scenes, and then we got our first look at Ming Na Wen's character, and she even has some lines. So, really cool to see her, and she can't. I mean, she's you see her on on social media, and she cannot be more excited to be in this in this TV show, and it's going to be interesting to see. How much she's in it and kind of her role in this particular in this universe so uh super excited for that too what do you think yeah uh yeah i mean i ming na wen is an awesome person regardless um i she's always uh really cool uh whenever she shows up and stuff she's she's a great actor um obviously a lot of people are going to know her from uh agents of shield recently but she's also mulan right she's uh She's been on a lot of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I she's going to be awesome in this. Her character seems really, really cool. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I think there's just a lot to be excited about right now. Yeah. With the oh, you know what was the other thing, too? Uh, the other thing was we got, um, I guess, confirmation. Nick Nolte is playing, it looks like that Ugnaught, and has some lines in that trailer also. And you can definitely tell that that is Nick Nolte. So it's interesting to see him. Yeah doing the voice uh voice work for something so man this thing is just it's it's kind of bonkers in a way of the talent they got involved and what's going on with like just all this all these different people that are coming into to play whether it's like ming na wen whatever her character is gonna be i think she has a name but i forgot it off yeah, F- fennec Fen- fennec or something fennec like that. Yeah, or something like that yeah yeah fennec Shan so, yeah. Or something. i can't i can't remember it exactly right now but yeah yeah you're right that is it um yeah, and then, you know, it's like 
Nick Nolte, like I said, him playing this Ugnaught, and then, you know, with Werner Herzog and, and Carl Weathers, just this cast is just bonkers crazy. So I can't wait to see what uh, what goes on. And we, like I said, as of this recording, we are only a week away. So I'm super excited. But uh, yeah, another trailer right out there. We won't, I, we don't need to go into it. There's a couple few, you know, extra shots. You know, I mean, I think we just us, covered you know. it. <laughs> There's some yeah. speeder bikes. No. Oh, speeder bikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, like I said, you know, you you had me a long time ago, so this is just cherry on top of the Sunday for me. So yeah, for sure. Um, I guess uh, you know another thing. There's not a lot of news. We just talked about this before we jumped on here. Nothing really going on, but you are a few chapters in. I think you said five chapters into the new uh, Resistance Reborn book. Any thoughts so far? Yeah, um, it's a Star Wars book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, for good or bad, it's a Star Wars book. Um, yeah. It's highs and lows. Uh, okay. So, like I said, I'm about five chapters in. Um, so far, I mean, like, it it essentially picks up uh, very shortly after The Last Jedi. Um, and it's essentially just the mission of recruiting more uh more allies to the resistance building back up the resistance from uh from from essentially the ashes uh that it was left in in uh in in the last jedi so some characters i uh, really great to see more of to hear more from uh, i'm listening to an audiobook uh, i namely you know like poe ray um mm-hmm. finn hasn't shown up yet but i'm sure that that he'll be in there um, I'm sure that everybody is there. I mean, like Leia, everything, um, really kind of checking in with everybody with the aftermath of, of what happened, uh, in, in the last Jedi. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good in that sense, but then as is the case with many star Wars novels, mm-hmm. there's this need to introduce a whole bunch of new characters and mm. I don't want any of the new characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, she's from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, like there's already enough star Wars characters that we actually want to see. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm sure that eventually some of these characters are going to start to, um, serve purposes, but um, the the most exciting part of it for me right now is that I, I many of the characters from the Poe Dameron comic book are present and accounted for. So that's basically all of Black Squadron, um, and I I there's a bit of an explanation as to where I mean like those for people who've been reading the Poe Dameron comics. There's I feel like I'm missing one aspect, like I'm missing one piece of the story, but. Um, uh, other than that, uh, everything with with Black Squadron is basically covered in the Poe Dameron comic, um, mm-hmm. with where they were during the events of the Last Jedi, um, uh, sort of like immediately following Starkiller Base and and whatnot. Um, but uh, but we catch up with them, and uh, I uh, I'm I'm just at the part where Wedge is being reintroduced to the story. Um, and that's really great. So it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's good. It's a good book. I, but it is a star Wars book. And there was a whole chapter that I just wanted to skip through with some other character 
I I can't remember his name right now. Oh, what is it? I don't know. It's like it's like the Star Wars version of Winthrop or Forsyth. <laughs> like it's yeah. that kind of a name. Um uh. and uh, and he's a real jerk and he works for the First Order on Coruscant and um hmm. yeah, he's a he, he's a real uh, uh slime ball. Um but I I I mean, like, it's just like, he's just like a superfluous character that I'm sure is going to serve some plot purpose, but it's, this is the thing. So when you make a movie and you put, uh, Admiral Holdo in the movie, right. We learn only what we need to, in order to tell the story. Cause you got to tell a story in around two hours, right? Sure. Yeah. Plus or minus. So you're like, okay, vice Admiral Holdo. Uh, Battle of Chiron Belt Holdo, right? So, okay, here we, like, like we we learn very quickly in that exchange, oh, this is, like, uh, th- this this admiral, this vice admiral is, like, a big deal, right? And then we learn, oh, connection to Leia. Um, uh, it's uh, this, this woman, like, uh, not what we were expecting. But we only really learn enough about her in order to justify post story and, uh, and, and then we just kind of move on. Right. But when you're writing a novel, uh, a star Wars novel in particular, it is for some reason, so important to every single author. This is, I'm not singling out any star Wars author. Every single star Wars author must spend at least it feels like 30 or 40 pages explaining to you who this person is, who their parents were, what planet they came from. If they uh, were trained by uh, a character that we already know, or if they're connected to a storyline that we may have read, um, what is their connection to the clone wars? What is their connection to star Wars rebels? Do they have some sort of a connection to the prequels or the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy? We have to like run through this checklist of like, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is a real star Wars character. Okay guys, instead of just, uh, yeah, there's a guy and he works in the shipyards on Corellia and he's, like Corellia has been taken over by the first order. That's the important part. He's like, he's like a, like a, a, an office manager in the, in one of the shipbuilding centers and the first order has taken over instead. It's like, yeah, well he went to this one school and it wasn't fun for him. And he's a real jerk and all of this. And it's like this better pay off. Otherwise, yeah. you're just like you're painting me a picture about a character I could care less about. Now, in other Star Wars novels, this is fine because in other Star Wars novels, especially lately, what like like in the in the the Disney era of Star Wars novels, I uh, we're gonna add fifteen characters that you've never heard of, and there's one character that you know, maybe two, right? Um, yeah. So everybody else is new and has to be introduced. This novel is about Poe Dameron, Ray, Leia, Finn. It's about the resistance. I don't want to spend this much time with some pencil pusher on Corellia. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Get in, get out, tell what story you need to tell with this character. Don't belabor the point by having him interact with three people and have essentially all three of them be the same interaction, but just like reinforcing like, yeah, this guy's a real, he's a real piece of work. He's a jerk. Um, it's, it's very obvious why he has no problem just fitting in with the first order after they've occupied Corellia. Um, Mm. and like, it's like, okay, we get it. We get it after the first character that he talks to. You're like, okay, that's fine. And then he talks to another one. You're like, yes. Okay. It's not just that one person. It's everybody. He's a jerk to everybody. And then we get to the next person and it's like, Oh, come on, man. Like, can we please get back to the story? The resistance is trying to recruit. Like, can we just get on with it? Um, so yeah, I mean like that's my biggest critique of it, but that's not this book specifically. That's just Star Wars novels. Um, and 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 sci-fi and fantasy novels in general. It's like I give Game of Thrones similar crap for um whenever they sit down for a feast and George R. R. Martin spends three pages describing <laughs> the turkey yeah. leg and the juice as it runs down the chin of so and so who is blah 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 and related to this person and you know betrothed to this person and they one time they they said that they were gonna build a wagon but instead they they built a cart and the main character has never forgiven them for that right like it's the same sort of storytelling and it's so much of it i feel is like the story in in most of these novels, most of the, like the Star Wars novels, is enough story to to fill a movie, right? But then they pad it out with all this other stuff. So it goes from being a nice 200, 300 page story to being 500 pages, mm-hmm. right? It's like my favorite Star Wars stories are, are the Brian Daly Star Wars stories the San Solo stories. And I think that they clock in at like 190 each. Like, like yeah. I think that they're around that, like the, the three books fit into one modern star Wars novel size. Like they, they reprinted it in like one thick star. Wars. And it's like, I would much rather get the 190 pages of like, you know, uh, uh, fast action. Sure. Um, don't don't waste a whole bunch of time telling me about all these characters and what their favorite kind of coffee is and and uh, what planet they grew up on and who their best friend was growing up because none of that is important to what we're about to do right like none yeah. of that's important to this story but um, but that aside I mean like it's it is definitely confirming some of the stuff that I was hoping that it would which is that. The first order, um, the launch, like the assault on on Hosnian Prime, the destruction of Hosnian Prime was just the beginning of their plan, mm. and they are everywhere, and there is no escape, and the galaxy is afraid to stand up to them, so that's why nobody is helping Leia, and anybody who would is probably being uh, uh, dealt with in some way, right? Like it's all yeah. kind of it's all kind of there so that kind of ties into um 
kind of this episode of the resistance as far as what is going on with the first order is this book um I, i'm assuming it's in between the last jedi and and rise yeah. rise of skywalker yeah. okay is there any is there any like uh like is it six months or does it does it clarify like how or just i don't i don't recall it saying a specific time um but it is it's shortly after but not like immediately like there's been a bit of time poe has caught up with black squadron like it's 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 been a minute but not not super long okay well, we'll see what happens, man. You know, you got five in and what, fifty to go, something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> see how it ends up. Maybe you think you'll finish it by next week or no? I'm gonna try. Too far. I'm definitely okay. gonna try, but we'll see. All right. Well, maybe we'll have a full on, full on review. But other than that, um, yeah, it's just uh, I think everybody's just you know gearing up to to sign up for that Disney Plus and and on Tuesday, I'm assuming. This is going to drop at what twelve oh one a.m. on a Tuesday morning, possibly. So, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to. I'm going to have to wait until later that night to watch that, uh, watch the first episode. But I think everybody's pointing towards that right now, and and uh, let's see how that goes. Anything else though? Uh, nothing else, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, like yeah. everything's pretty quiet because it's it's almost time for Mandalorian. Calm right? before so. the storm. Yeah, calm before the storm. Well, I guess with that, you want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Calculate the jump, Chop. How is my boyfriend doing? Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Hand it over, Ewok. No. So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome. Now it's time for the Rebel Cells episode recap. All right. So we are talking about, of course, the engineer. Um, directed Bosco Ng and a couple of writers here, Sarah Carbonier and Erica Rossby. And here we go. Uh, Niku repairs the Colossus' scanners while Kaz struggles to get the hollow screen back online. Niku steps in to help his friend and discovers something unexpected, a distress call. Yeager warns that it could be a trap. But Kaz volunteers to check it out. Yeager insists, however, that Kaz brings someone who can handle a blaster the young pilot asks Sonara to accompany him, reluctantly acknowledging that she's a better shot than he. And with CB-23, they head for the ship that set the distress signal. They find Nina, a computer engineer, who claims that she fled her world when the First Order attacked. Kaz is trusting, but Sonara remains suspicious. So, Mike, we got a lot of stuff jumping off here in this first, uh, first little paragraph here. Um, you know, sometimes I forget that Niku is... At least for the Colossus, he is the best engineer uh, on the Colossus. And like I said, it's easy to forget that because a lot, a lot of his shenanigans and, and jokes kind of overplay some. But he's actually a really good engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually gets the long-range scanners back online, and then, like it says here, we get a stress call, and, and right away, you know, Doza is um, a little iffy about it. Even Sonar obviously uh, is a little. Um, 
untrusting of this, like what's going on? And I, I think the thing they're trying to point out here is you can't deny the threat of a trap with not only the First Order, um, but like they said in this episode, you know, there's the First Order is in full force right now, you know, wrecking havoc on the galaxy. You got pirates out there. I'm, I'm assuming there's bounty hunters still going around. So um, a lot of things going on here. So yeah, you, you would obviously think, at least at this time, maybe it is some kind of a trap. But uh, again, we get introduced to another character, Mike Nina, who is also an engineer. And uh, her play, at least at this point, is to warn everybody that the First Order is everywhere, spreading across the galaxy. And I think her biggest line, Mike, is planets are starting to give up. So, um, yeah, this is kind of what I was saying. You know, the, the, the First Order is really got its, its claws into everything right now. So um, what do you think, Mike? First thoughts of uh, Nina here. Yeah, I... I, I... It, it's funny because they really don't give you any clues early on that this is other than Sinara saying like, I don't trust this. Um, there's yeah. really no clues of like, Oh, is this, is she going to be a good guy or a bad guy? Yeah. And, but the thing is, is that you kind of know going into it, like, well, of course she is because otherwise <laughs> yeah. this isn't an episode, right? <laughs> like it's like, she must be in order for this to actually be a story. So, mm. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I, I found this episode to be a little bit... It was a little bit slow to start um, because I was kind of like, okay, let's get to the... Let, let's get yeah. to it. Um, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I It just it was just a little bit... It's not it's not that it was predictable because a lot of resistance is predictable. Um, it's fairly sure. it's fairly by the books. It's uh, it's it's for a younger audience. So us adults are going to be like, well, we've seen this story before, but at the same time, it's like, cool. You're a, you're an adult. You've seen a lot of stories before. Um, yeah, it's all about execution to me. And I, I mean, I think that they did a good job. I think that the story is well told. Um, but, uh, I just found myself going like, okay, come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's get to it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't watch any of the premiere, you know, the, uh, trailers or anything for these episodes that kind of go in just blank um and so i didn't have any clue of what who this was going to be but i think you're right though especially when sonara has you know that's kind of like the the giveaway there when sonara has a a bad feeling like okay i can't i know where this is going now let's see how how it plays out so definitely like you said definitely telegraphed and we all kind of saw it coming but like you said it'll 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 pick up here go ahead mike you want to continue yeah uh kaz is excited about the prospects of nina assisting in repairs on the colossus and promises that they will help fix her ship in return she and niku begin working together on the various problems afflicting the colossus and find much success but while all is going well nina is troubled by the pirates aboard Indeed, her scans show that the pirates are draining half of the Colossus's power to their ship. Kragen is furious at the accusation. So, again, um, it's funny. They kind of show this little montage. Like, as soon as she comes in, you know, Kaz introduces this Nita to everybody. And she goes, oh, I, let me fix this real quick. She fixes something. And then all of a sudden there's this montage of, like, she's fixing everything. And obviously she knows what she's doing. Um, the question is, you know, why didn't she, well, I guess it's part of the, the plot then that like, 
they haven't figured this out yet. Like, oh, she's a great engineer. Why can't she fix her own shit? But yeah, yeah she starts fixing everything. You know, it's just, it's funny little montage of her just everything's everything's working out. So, um, and then also the the draining power. Um, Nina finds out that the pirates or she she plays it off like the pirates are draining half the power from the Colossus and and uh, she keeps sort of like reinforcing that. So this is setting everything up here. Uh, Nina, let's see. Um, Nina reports her findings to Captain Doza, who decides the pirates must leave the Colossus. However, Kaz wants to investigate. He'll cut off the pirates' power supply, and Niku and Nina will make sure that they can steal it again. At night, Kaz sneaks into the pirates' quarters and is found by Sonara. So he kind of sneaks through, and uh, all the pirates are snoring and everything, but uh, Sonara's the only one that's kind of has one, sleeps with one eye open, I think, and... Uh, uh, kind of sees Kaz and, and things jump off from there. Go ahead. We got to, we can keep going, Mike, because it yeah. starts. Yeah. Like, this is, this is exactly like when I was watching the episode where I was yeah. like, there's nothing really <laughs> happening here. Let's move on. Uh, All right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Meanwhile, Nina asks Niku why he chooses to live on the Colossus. Niku explains that his parents are Bantha herders and they sold their most prized calf so that he could fulfill his dream and become an engineer. In turn, Niku asks his new friend about her childhood. Somberly, Nina tells of how pirates abducted her at a young age, selling her to a hut clan. She worked as a slave for years before escaping, revealing why she distrusts pirates. Uh, finally, Nina begins to explain that the case line she had Niku install doesn't do what he thinks it does, but he fails to grasp what she's trying to say. So, um... This is where we get we get a little bit of Niku's backstory finally, uh, season and yeah. a half in. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I mean, it, it, hey, look, we've actually is they're bantha herders. That's interesting. Yeah, I know, um, right? His parents are bantha herders. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I like that. I like that he he's like, oh, you know, they they didn't understand my love for machines. But still, like, they supported it, and here I am. I'm an engineer, right? Yeah. Um, sure. I like I, that, because I think that they, they, it, it would have been really easy, really lazy, for them to create, like, a tension there of, of like, Niku, like, left his family. But that wouldn't – A, that would be lazy, because that's, that's just a trope, right? Mm -hmm. right. But, but B, that wouldn't – that wouldn't square with the character of Niku who is so loving and trusting. And I mean, like that's actually a really key part of this story is that he, he just instantly trusts uh, Nina. Right. So um, I like that they kept that consistent, that they made sure that like, Oh, this actually carries through that. There's an actual through line here. Um, yeah. And then having it mirror this other character um, who is a bit of a foil for, for Niku so that we can get to know him a little bit better. Um, I thought was really smart. And this is the, this is, this is the, 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 the key to being a good infiltrator is that, uh, uh, her story, she's not lying, right? She's just she, leaving no, out right. important parts right. of the story, but there's yeah. also an element here where Niku, because I think he is so loving and trustworthy and all of that stuff. He, um, he he sort of endears himself to Nina and she she doesn't quite know what to do with that. So she's right. so she's kind of at one point giving it up uh, and 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 
helping him, even though, uh, yeah. yeah, even though she shouldn't, right? I mean, like, we, we see towards the end that there's going to be consequences for her having done that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought that they executed this really well. This, yeah, uh, I think set up. Yeah, that, um, and I, I'd like to hear about, uh, Nina as well. Like, like you said, it was a th- this is a true thing. She's like, yeah, I was a slave. You know, here's the huts. Um, and she was a slave for the Hutt clan and then she was captured by pirates. So she's got all this kind of, uh, stuff that's happened to her, some really stressful stuff, you know, tough stuff in her life, um, going on. And, and you're right, there's this connection. And, and it seemed like to me that they were, they animated this or the writing was such that there was a few times where she was kind of left contemplating, like if she was making the right choice or not. And it seemed to be, seemed at the time I was watching it, that maybe she was rethinking like, you know, you know am I really doing the right thing? Ultimately it turns out, you know, she's still, you know, spy. But I, I thought they kind of threw that in there a little bit to, to just maybe put a little doubt that maybe she is rethinking things. But anyway, uh, I did like to hear about her story and where she came from and kind of why she's doing in this. We find this out in, in a minute here, why she's doing what she's doing. Uh, Kaz explains to Sonara that according to Nina's data, half of the Colossus power is being uh, uh, routed by, to the pirates. But Sonara uh, uh, counters by saying that it's Nina who has access to the power supply. And if she's such a good engineer, why could she not fix her own ship? Sonara suggests they check out Nina's craft. Aboard Nina's ship, Sonara hacks into the flight data and they find that Nina has been tracking the Colossus for days. And not only that, she's a first order agent. Sonara stays with the ship while Kaz moves to warn everyone. So here we go, Mike. We find out uh, she is indeed part of the, uh, you know, working for the First Order and, uh, you know, tracking the ship. So there we go. We're ready to uh, kick this thing into high gear. Go ahead. <clears throat> Any thoughts or before you go on? I, no, I mean, yeah, okay. I, I think I think if we, if we keep moving, there will be more stuff. Yeah. Um, we're, we're at uh, Upon Hearing, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Upon hearing the news, Niku thinks that Kaz is just jealous of his new friend, but Nina has absconded, remotely activating her ship. She blasts at Kaz and Niku as they approach and explains that the story of her childhood was true and that her experiences taught her to survive by any means necessary. Eventually, Nina escapes on her ship just as a First Order Star Destroyer emerges from hyperspace. The Colossus is helpless, thanks to Nina's sabotage. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, essentially, as she's been going through the ship, uh, fixing everything, she's actually been setting it all up so that she can basically turn it all off. This is, um, this is the, uh, the, 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 the Imperials shutting off the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon, uh, in Empire, right? It's like, Lando yeah. thinks like, oh, they, 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 no, they, they told me they fixed it, but clearly at some point, Vader sent somebody down to be like, just deactivate the hyperdrive. Just, just turn it off. That'll give us enough time to, uh, to, to capture them before they figure it out. Cause they'll just think that it's still damaged. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean like Vader's miscalculation there is that he didn't think about the fact that R2 would be with them. If he had thought about it for a second, if he really understood that R2 was with them, he never would have done that. But yeah. that's a actually that's a 
just a totally random tangent. Do you think that that Vader? I'm trying to think. Like he obviously sees three PO. No, he doesn't. Three PO's not with them when they go to have the dinner, right? No, because he's like in shambles, right? Almost like it's on purpose. Almost yeah. like it's on purpose. There's that really yeah. great. I think it was like a comic panel. Um, there was like a Star Wars comic where it's like that great that great image of Vader, and it's almost like it's the Hamlet sort of thing where he's got the the three PO head in his hand. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a that's a very yeah. cool image, but obviously not in the in the movies. Um, but uh, I, it's funny. It it's always funny to me when we go back and we we look at the original trilogy in light of the sequels and the prequels. Um, and it just goes to show like the great storytelling across the entire saga, whether the execution, we talk about this all the time, whether the execution on the prequels is good or not, the, the story is still there. And that's one of those things where it's like, it's a happy accident, but it almost, it almost feels intentional that Vader never actually sees three PO. And I'm trying to think like, I don't think that he ever fully understands that R2 and 3PO are with Luke and Leia. Mm. Right? What context yeah. would he have to know that? He wouldn't cuz he never right. he never sees all of them together. No. He he never even sees them like unless unless well, no, because there would be no records from the Death Star because the Death Star got blown up. So, there, like, unless he was watching them while he was on, while they were all on the Death Star, and he saw like, oh, it's a gold droid and a little blue astromech, that might be R two and three PO. Um, but I have to imagine that if he knew that R two and three PO were with Luke and Leia, that a he might start putting some stuff together a little bit quicker, and b it might actually change his 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 decision making in some moments yeah. but uh yeah i don't know that's interesting that was just, like this conversation <laughs> yeah. just took me on that tangent and i just i was like let's just ride it but interesting yeah, yeah. you huh. start to think and you go wow did, did vader ever come across you know 3po and it's like yeah an empire you know he's chewy kind of throws them down because they're going to dinner so he's like, i'll be back and fix you later i guess i so guess they, no in the moments on in in the in the carbon freezing chamber 3po is strapped to chewy's back and is he's talking. strapped to chewy that's right yeah and he's talking right. that's right so he would hear the voice and he would know theoretically yeah. you would expect him to know that that's 3po but yeah that's right that's right maybe honestly maybe that's the moment Cause you know, cause like he's, he's like, take them to my ship. When he yeah. finds out that three PO is with them, he's like, no, I'm going to keep them. I'm not going to let <laughs> yeah. them stay here. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's the moment that he changes his mind. Who knows? Um, <laughs> cool. Well, food for thought. Hey, uh, hey fixing the, checking out, you're trying to figure out the OT at this point too, right? Huh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, so anyway, yeah, as far as this though, uh, yeah, the first order shows up. That's the most important part of this part. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, also Nina's. um, It kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Her justification for for selling the Colossus out is that she's accepted that fighting them possibly is a is is a lost cause at this point, Uh, and and rather than incur their wrath, the only way to survive is to kind of go along with them in some certain way. This is kind of how you do it, you know. It's like, hey. 
don't mess with me. I'll, I'll help you do this and leave me alone. So this is kind of her, not not a just, justification, but her justification of why she's doing it. And she kind of hopes that Niku can understand that. Obviously, you can't, but that's kind of what she was uh, trying to trying to get across. Yeah. Um, Niku and Kaz form a plan to reactivate the Colossus systems and split up. Now on her fully operational ship, Nina contacts Commander Pyre and reports the Colossus is defenseless, and he informs her that payment has been sent to her account. Privately, Nina laments betraying Niku before making the jump to light speed. Aboard the Star Destroyer, Agent Turney is pleased that her plan worked as TIE fighters pummel the Colossus. So she gets her payment, Mike. She uh, There's Turney and um, Pyre talking about it, like, hey, here you go. Uh, thanks for the info. Here's your money, and she kind of blasts off in the hyperspace. Yeah, but we don't. I don't know. We might see her again. We'll see. But uh, I guess you want to finish it off, Mike. It kind of explains where uh, where they might go with her. Yeah, sure. Uh, <clears throat> desperate. This is the last paragraph, right? Desperate for power, yeah. Kaz turns to the pirates. He apologizes for their previous accusations, and Kragen agrees to help. Still, systems are not fully online. What are they missing? Finally, Niku realizes it. The case line. He yanks off the device, and the Colossus makes the jump to light speed. Tierney commands Pyre to execute Nina should they ever find her. Later, Niku apologizes for being so trusting and allowing Nina sabotage, but Kaz stops him. He's a good person, the best Kaz has ever met. Overjoyed, Niku declares them bestest friends. Um, yeah, I, I like this moment. I like the. I like the the... I, there are silly things in the show, but then the the show also has a lot of heart, and uh, and this is one of those examples sure. where it's like, yeah, yeah these, these characters they, they they love each other. It's a good thing. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I kind of you know it's it's a nice nice little bow to this, and uh, like I said, they they do try to put that slim doubt of like you know what what will Nina ultimately. You know, could she come back around in this series somehow and help uh, further on down the line? Because right now, Pyre and uh, Pyre and Tierney have this basically have a hit on her. Like, hey, uh, if anybody finds her, um, have her, you know, have her executed. Um, you know, or basically that was Tierney's uh, and, and Price agreed to have her executed if they ever see her again. So she's got a, this Price on her head now. So. Um, I'll be just interested to see if if she does come around uh, again because they did set up this thing with her and Cat or her and uh, uh, Niku. So I just wonder if if you know that she might see her again later on down the line, maybe helping out this time, helping out Niku and and the Colossus. We'll see. But uh, yeah, he said you know it's a fine. It was fine. I mean, it's, this is our average episode for me. Um, I think we're, right now I'm just kind of after seeing that trailer. Um, months ago when the trailer came out for this uh, and a lot of stuff I saw in there was very exciting so I think we're all, a lot of us are just like can't wait to get to that really meaty stuff where we get to see some of the aces coming back and some battles and Kylo Ren is going to make an appearance so I'm really looking forward to that so this is kind of the again more calm before the storm kind of just average episodes until we get hopefully to some really good stuff at the uh, towards the tail end and I, what do you think Mike? yeah I yeah I this is clearly setting something up. Um, I th- I do think that we'll see Nina again. I think that's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like like I said earlier, it's a fine. This is a fine episode. It wasn't bad. It was just a little bit 
So just a little bit slow to start. Um, but mm-hmm. obviously we're establishing a character. So um, a right. character that's probably going to come back and be important in a future storyline. And and honestly, nice to get something from, from Niku. Um, so yeah, I think that that was important. I think we spent so much time with that character, but really not gotten to know him. And I mean, they, they yeah. kind of say it in, in the episode when he's like, like oh it's so nice for somebody to actually like i don't talk about myself very much because kaz is always talking about the first the the resistance and uh Mm. how he's best friends with uh general organa and all that stuff right like um they kind of they kind of touched on it and almost almost i think to set up the idea similar to um to uh tam that maybe there might be some resentment there but but it's Niku, so you know, like I think we know better than than yeah. that. Niku doesn't uh, Niku doesn't re- resent. Uh, he's right. uh, he's too good of a dude. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was a fun episode, cool. but it was obviously um, not a lot of meat on the bones. I would say, uh, but sure. but right, fine right. nonetheless. I mean, like here we are. We've been recording for around forty two minutes. I'm sure that once the episode's been edited, it'll be closer to like. 35 at this point like this is a quick episode to talk about because we didn't have news and there wasn't really much in the in the actual episode itself but um but we set up a lot of stuff for for the future so that's a that's a good thing i think right right well speaking of the future what's uh next week on uh resistance what do we got coming yeah coming up next week now here i'm excited about this episode uh from beneath Flix takes Kaz and crew to his homeworld to acquire fuel from his family's refinery, only to discover the family's drilling has awoken something monstrous. So <laughs> this will be the third instance on this show of a giant monster, I, I'm, I'm guessing, <laughs> That's uh, right. which is yeah. funny because we, we had... Uh, 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 whatever that Kraken thing was, the uh, Bebo. The Jakusk? No, no, in season one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which actually got referenced in this episode of like, I, 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 Niku brings up Bebo as one of his other friends, and he's like, I hope Bebo's doing okay. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then we, and then we had the Jakusk the last two weeks, um, and now, and now this. I fingers crossed for a Zillow beast. I don't know. I know that's what I was thinking. I was like. Could they bring that back? I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. To see I'd that. love to see it in this style. Like I would love to see the Zillow Beast in another style, because it yeah. was so stylized. Because it was Clone Wars. Um. So yeah, I would. I would. I would love that. That would be so cool. Um, yeah. But either way, I mean, like it's Star Wars. I'm sure we're, we're about to get a really cool beast of some kind. Yeah. Right. I thought. Uh, well, seeing that name flicks too. I thought you'd be excited to see. Uh, any, any more flicks is always a good thing. So, yep. More uh, doesn't look like his pal is, is going to be with him, though. Orca, I don't know. No, no. They're, yeah, they're both yeah. credited yeah. in the next episode. But, uh, oh, they are. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, I guess that's it, though, man. We, we did it. Uh, it's a pretty quick episode this time. Huh? A, a tight cool. episode for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's all good. I, that's it. Cool. Well, but you know what? Next week, we're going to be back with I uh, Man. There's going to be so much yeah. content coming at you guys so Holy fast. Um, yeah. 
And this is where we'll let everybody know. Faster, More Intense is going to start next week. Uh, Matt and I will be on the first episode with uh, uh, whatever news and a full recap of um, uh, uh, the first episode of The Mandalorian. So we'll be recording that, I think, probably on Wednesday. And then right. and then probably uh, Resistance I. I I guess we'll either do that on Tuesday or Thursday. Um, I don't know. We're, we got to figure that out. Uh, but yeah. that said, you're going to get that. You're going to get um, you're going to get an episode of Rebel Cells, and then you're going to get a second episode of Faster, More Intense for the second episode of Mandalorian. Um, li- essentially, like the mm-hmm. the next week. So, like moving on, moving forward, you're going to get two episodes from us every week. Um, one of Rebel Cells, one of Faster, More Intense. Um, Definitely go to thunderquack.com next week when that new episode drops. Um, head over to facebook.com slash Star Wars FMI and follow that account on Twitter at Star Wars FMI. Um, and, uh, and, and stay tuned there. But if you're already subscribed to any of the existing uh, Rebel Cells feeds, um, you're going you're gonna to know when the new episode comes out because it's going to show up on on iTunes or whatever your podcast catcher is. Um, it's gonna, it, you're going to see posts about it on Twitter and Facebook. You'll see it everywhere. Cause we'll be promoting it real hard, um, to begin with. So look forward to that next week. Um, <clears throat> of course you can stay up to date with all the latest star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com soon to be thunderquack.com. Uh, and, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebels podcast, uh, on, uh, Twitter at rebels podcast and on Instagram at rebel cells. Um, and, uh, if you want to follow us individually, I am, uh, at Arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Matt at the Crankster. That's Crankster with a K. Um, yes. And you guys know we're a part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the latest news. Uh, sorry, all the what, – what am I talking about? Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts mm-hmm. uh, in the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Um, we're, it's, we were too fast. I wasn't ready to do the outro because <laughs> the, the episode was so quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah head, head over there that's going to be the home of in 2020 that's going to be the home of all of our content is over on thunderquack.com <clears throat> you'll be able to find stuff eventually there under like it it'll it'll still be separated in us in some ways like if you want to just get all of the animation news it'll be really simple you can either just use rebelspodcast.com rebelcells.com or clonewarspodcast.com all of those are going to take you to the same uh, category page which will give you all of the latest Star Wars animation news um, so that's stuff to look forward to next year as we consolidate everything and make it a little bit easier for you guys to get all of your news in one place whether that's live action Star Wars news, animated Star Wars news uh, DC TV uh, news that, that for shows that we cover, uh, Marvel uh, movie reviews, all of that stuff. It'll all be uh, on thunderquack.com. So look forward to that. Um, and of course, if you want to support us, uh, you can do that in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise. And uh, uh, we still don't have a Rebel Cells flamethrower, but uh, maybe one day. Uh, that's a Spaceballs <laughs> yeah. reference. Uh, 
I, the other so, way to support us is by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and uh, pledging your monthly support over there. Um, a dollar gets you access to the um, early access to the Thunderquack podcast. Um, and uh, there are other perks at, at higher levels. So look forward to that. Um, and uh, I thank you to everybody who supports us over there. Um, yes. We've got new episodes of Thunderquack podcast uh, posting right now. Um, so the early access is there for people who are supporting us. Um, this week's episode, just to tease it, will be about, um, and it'll probably be dropping on Thursday morning, is going to primarily, I think, going to end up being about uh, Terminator, specifically Dark Fate, because Amanda and I went and saw that on the weekend. So, uh, yeah, if you're a Terminator fan, definitely make sure that you're tuning into that episode. Um, and, uh, I, you know, if you're on Patreon, you're going to get that on Thursday. If not, you're going to wait all the way until the following Wednesday. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything. I uh, if yep. you like I said, if you want to support us, uh, patreon.com slash thunderquack. Um and uh, uh that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next week for From Beneath.